Okay. Hello, everybody. How's it going? This is Azrin, the Language Nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds. And welcome to today's podcast episode, which of course has video once again. In the previous podcast, it was kind of funny because when I uploaded it to Spotify and really just various podcasting platforms, what I didn't know when I was recording it is that I could actually upload the podcast onto Spotify with video. And I didn't know that when I was recording it. So when I posted it, sure enough, there was video and you guys could actually see on the podcast, at least on Spotify, you could. But I kept saying in the video, oh, you guys can't see what I'm doing. You can't see what I'm doing. But turns out on Spotify, at least other platforms, I don't know, at least there is video there. So it was kind of funny when I was thinking about it afterward. So today I would like to talk about a couple of things. The first thing is I would like to give you guys a couple of movie recommendations, specific movie recommendations for people who like languages. And then number two, second of all, I would like to uh, talk about the difference between intermediate speakers and advanced speakers of another language. And more specifically, I would just like to talk about one major difference because obviously there's a number of differences, but there's one thing I realized recently that I wanted to share with everybody listening slash watching today. So first of all, the movie recommendations. There are two movies that I've watched over the past year that stood out to me in terms of language. So the first one is something I've talked about once before, which is a movie called Language Lessons. This is an indie movie that was shot during the COVID pandemic. So it was, done, it was shot during the lockdowns, which is pretty interesting to be able to shoot an entire movie during lockdowns. They did it, from what I can tell, the vast majority of it was done virtually. This movie tells a story of two individuals. There's one guy who's learning Spanish and his partner signed him up for Spanish classes online without him knowing. And so he's got this Spanish tutor and he's learning Spanish throughout the movie. He's practicing Spanish. And the highlight for the movie for me, aside from it being literally centered around language learning, the highlight for me was the chemistry between the two the two main actors. It's, uh, unfortunately, I can't quite remember the two actors' names. The The Spanish teacher, the actress's name is, I think it's Natalia Morales, or Nat I think it's Natalia Morales. I could be wrong, though. It's something like that. And the guy's name is on the tip of my tongue, but also I can't remember. But if you, if you look it up, Language Lessons Movie, just Google it, you'll find it. Awesome, amazing, heartwarming indie movie with excellent storytelling. I was blown away. Definitely one of the best movies I've seen all year and possibly, just possibly, one of the best movies I've seen, period, in my life. Among them, anyway. The other movie's a little bit more recent. In fact, it's much more recent because as I'm recording this here, it just came out about two or three weeks ago and a much more mainstream movie. It is Wakanda Forever. So Wakanda Forever is the newest Marvel superhero movie. Now, what struck me about Wakanda Forever is that there are six different languages spoken in the movie. One of them is only spoken once near the beginning, which is French. There's like a couple of lines of French spoken by what, what seems to be anyway a French lady, or at least a lady with excellent French pronunciation at a bare minimum. But the other five are spoken reasonably frequently throughout the movie. 
So there's English, which is the primary language of the movie, with which makes sense, seeing as it is a Hollywood movie. But there's a lot of, I'm going to try and pronounce it correctly. I don't actually know if this is quite right, but I think it's Osa. Osa, I think it's pronounced. That's like one of the click languages in South Africa. So that's a pretty uh, heavily or widely used language in the movie. There's Haitian Creole, I believe it is. It might be Haitian French. I'm not sure if there's a difference. There is Spanish spoken in the movie. And I'm missing one. English, Spanish, Haitian Creole or French, I'm not sure. Osa. And, ah, there's one more. Oh, yes. And Yucatec Maya. That's the, that's the very last one. Yucatec, Yucatec Maya is an indigenous language spoken. Uh, I spoke, well, it's Maya, Maya. Obviously, you guys know what that is. So it was really, really cool to see all those different languages spoken in a Hollywood in a Hollywood movie. And they're spoken reasonably frequently. And it wasn't just spoken like one random line here and there. And they had a lot of native speakers of those languages too, which was great. In fact, one of the actresses, I don't, I'm terrible with actors and actress names. I'm the worst with them. So I never know who the actors and actresses are. I can just picture their face. But one of the characters, the, the character, um, the the actress who played, uh, oh God, even the name of the act, even the name of the character is in a slip off my tongue here. One of the character, one of the characters in the movie, I forget her name, but she speaks in the movie. One, there's one person who actually speaks English, Osa, Spanish, and Yucatec Maya, and some Haitian Creole all five she speaks all five throughout the movie which is which is like whoa and from what i can tell her well spanish is excellent turns out i was doing some googling after the movie and she'd actually spent a good amount of time in mexico so she'd learn spanish there so it's really cool to see that i i particularly enjoyed that movie so if you haven't seen those two movies if you want to go check them out i highly recommend you do for the language side of things so again there's wakanda forever i thoroughly enjoyed that movie and then there's language lessons. Changing gears, I want to go to the second topic of this podcast here, slash video, which is one key difference between intermediate speakers of a language and advanced speakers of a language. So if you have, let's say, an, a mid to high intermediate level in a language, probably more mid, but it would apply to high intermediate too, I would think, what it basically means is that you're able to talk about things that would come up on a day-to-day -day basis. Anything that is spoken about regular, regularly, often, frequently, you're, you're pretty comfortable with. So, for example, you can talk about your weekend plans. You can talk about your family. You can talk about likes and dislikes and travel. Anything that's used on a regular day-to-day -day basis almost daily, if not every week, you're probably pretty comfortable with those types of situations, those types of the grammar points that would be needed, the vocabulary that would be needed. You're pretty comfortable with it. But here's the thing. There are a lot of things in languages that we know as native speakers, that we understand, that we can use, that we, we know, for lack of a better term, but we don't use them every day or every week. I was watching, a, I was on Netflix just the other day, and I was watching the trailer for Monster Hunter. It's uh, some movie that was there. I haven't actually watched the movie, but I was watching the trailer. 
And I realized while I was watching it, a non-native English speaker, even if they were reasonably advanced, or at least upper intermediate, let's say, they probably wouldn't understand most of that trailer. They're using so many terms that native speakers, we all know, but we don't use all that often. Compass, they're talking about a compass. I think the compass was busted. We don't say busted very often. We don't talk about compasses very often anymore. I think they said, let me make a call down to HQ, like headquarters. We don't really say that very often. Depends on your work and everything, I guess. But generally, we don't. There were so many things. They're talking about the alien species that was on this planet and the monsters. And the. there's so many terms they're using that we know as native speakers. We all know them. And they're simple words for us as native speakers. But we don't use them all that often. And that's one of the big differences, I would say. One difference, not the only one. But it's one of the differences, I would say, between, between a, an intermediate level speaker and an advanced speaker. The intermediate speaker uses all the words and phrases that he or she knows, whereas an advanced speaker is only really using a percentage of the words that he or she knows. I'll say that again. Intermediate speakers, when they're speaking, they're using all the words they probably know, or a, good, a very high percentage of them. Whereas the advanced speaker knows way more words than they actually use. Their passive vocabulary is much bigger than an intermediate speaker would be. And so obviously there's other differences too, but this is a big difference that was standing out to me personally. Another way to view this, and then maybe you can wrap this uh, this video slash podcast up. Another way to possibly view this is there are, you know, I'll give an example for Mandarin. I'm learning Mandarin, as most of you, if not all of you, probably know at this point. So I'm learning Mandarin. I've been learning for about eight or nine years now. So I have a pretty reasonably strong level. I have a solid mid-intermediate, at least, if not creeping up to that upper intermediate. Definitely, in some respects, I am upper intermediate, but not in every respect. And listen, just the other day, I had a class where I was watching this video with my teacher about gui, about gui yue. Gui yue is like the ghost month in, um, it's, it's called like the ghost month. It's not exactly like Halloween. It's not exactly the same, but anyway, we'll t it's, it's not important exactly what it is, but it's something that they have, like, for example, in Taiwan or things of that nature. And listen, there were a lot of words that they were using that I did not understand because there's a lot of vocabulary associated with gui, gui yue that only comes up once a year when Gui Yue comes up, when the ghost month comes up, that's when you use a lot of these words. And so you don't hear them every day, you probably hear them once a month. And as a native speaker, you would have grown up hearing those words once a month, at least, if not more. And so you can know them even though you don't use them every single day, every single week. So it's about an intermediate, I'm sorry, an advanced level speaker knows words, phrases, and can use those words, phrases, grammatically correctly, so on and so forth, can use those phrases properly and understand those phrases. Phrases that I would say are used every few months, maybe, and they're not used every day or every week, whereas the intermediate speaker only really knows enough words, phrases, vocabulary, grammar, so on and so forth, that are used on a daily or weekly basis, and not like every few months, generally speaking. It's an interesting... That's one way to view it. Okay? 
Um, so what do you do about that? I'll give a couple of practical pieces of advice. What if you are that intermediate level speaker and you're trying to break through to an advanced level? What do you what do you do about the fact that most of what you know is just things that are used on it, things that you would say or that would be said to you on a day to day basis? Well, a couple of practical pieces of advice. Reading will really help, particularly fiction, but nonfiction is also good. Fiction has a lot more words. If you have a hundred page book with a fiction or a hundred page nonfiction book, most of the time the fiction book is going to have way more words in it than the nonfiction book. The variety of words is quite a bit. There's more variety of words in fiction than there is in nonfiction. So that's something you can definitely do. Reading will help tremendously. Um, listening and consuming content, audio visual content, meaning videos, podcasts, music that you typically wouldn't consume so that you get introduced to genres that you're not super familiar with. I would also think about different situations that you do in your life on a regular basis, but not on a daily or weekly basis. Think about things you do a few times a year and think about the vocabulary related to that. For example, maybe you take your car into the shop to a mechanics four times a year, three times a year, five times a year you're going to realize that there's a lot of things that you know in your first language about taking your car to the shop that you have no idea how to say in your target language. Why? Because you don't do it every day or every week. You do it a few times a year. Or maybe there's some local celebrations or customs, festivals that you have in your country that happen once a year, twice a year. There are probably a whole bunch of words and phrases in your that you know in your first language that you don't know in your target language related to those particular festivals or celebrations. So for example, I, uh, I've gone to a lot of Indian celebrations, particularly a lot of Hindu celebrations growing up. And I continue to as well as an adult. And listen, if I had to describe those in Mandarin, for example, or heck, even French or Spanish, really, for now that I'm thinking about it, if I had to describe them, I would probably run into a lot of vocabulary gaps that I don't know how I would describe because I just haven't done it very often. Or maybe, who knows, there's a, there's a number of things. Maybe there's, um, you know, maybe, uh, what's another example? Maybe there is, uh, I'm trying to think in my life, there have been times where, here's a good example. I live in Canada, as you guys know. I specifically live in Alberta. Now, if you live in Canada, you guys probably know a little bit about the political tensions between Alberta and, for example, the federal government. There are some, there's some people feel tension in that respect. You know, Alberta has a bit of a reputation in Canada and every province has a reputation, of course, but I know obviously Alberta as being someone who lives here. And I had a Mandarin class the other day. And uh, I was I was a new teacher. I just booked a random iTalki class. And she was asking about where I live. And we, we were talking about that. And I realized, ooh, that's a topic. I just, I, I, it was very difficult for me to be able to talk about that in Mandarin and explain that properly. I was able to, but it was difficult. Because of so many words and phrases there that I just don't know. You know, oil and gas. I guess I know the oil and gas industry. I know how to say that. I didn't know how to say natural gas. I didn't know how to say like, ex I didn't really know how to explain about like pipelines and the politics around that. I didn't know how to talk about the energy shortage right now in Europe. Like, like it's very, very complicated. 
And yet it is something that's kind of relevant to my region. So what I'm trying to say is maybe there's things that are relevant to where you live, maybe to your culture, to your state, to your city, that you would probably need to be able to talk about in your target language that you just wouldn't really know how. Maybe they're not things you have to talk about often because, for example, I don't need to explain uh, Canadian politics to people I talk to regularly. We all live in Canada. They all roughly speaking know, and we don't need to. I don't need to explain it. When I talk to someone outside, right, it's something that everyone just here knows, but I have to be able to explain it because if someone's not here from here, they may not know. So there's probably things. Think about where you live and what are things that everyone just sort of knows. But if you're talking to someone from the country that speaks your target language, they wouldn't know. There's another topic you may want to explore. So as a summary, let's kind of summarize everything in this in this episode, then we can wrap it up. Two movie suggestions I gave you at the very beginning, Language Lessons, great indie film, and then Wakanda Forever, awesome movies to watch for language purposes. Intermediate and advanced speakers have a number of differences between them. One of those many differences is that intermediate speakers tend to use most of the words that they actually know. They're using a high percentage of them. And the words and phrases that they know tend to be things that, that come up on a very regular basis. They're day-to-day -day things, or maybe week-to-week -week things. Whereas the intermediate speakers use way less, or sorry, the advanced speakers use way less words than they actually know. They know way more words than they actually use. And advanced speakers know how to talk about things that don't come up on a regular day-to-day -day basis and instead come up maybe a couple times a year, once a year, a few times, a few times every few months, or things that don't come up very often, but they're things that are taken for granted because of where you live. They're things that everyone where you live just knows, and so you don't have to explain it, but if you were to talk to someone else, you'd have to be able to explain that. So that's something an advanced speaker could do that an intermediate speaker perhaps could not. So thank you for watching slash listening to this episode here. I appreciate your attention as always. If you don't follow me on any social media platforms, or rather, if there's any platforms you don't follow me on that you use, please go hit me up. I use basically everything. So my username is polyglotazrin, P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z. R-E-N, or simply search Azrin the Language Nerd, and you'll find me. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.